0: And single And welcome to episode forty of the Filmiac Podcast. Podcast. Matt's <laughs> nah, good. I'm John. I'm Kevin. Jonathan. I'm Winston. And Winston just jumped right ahead there. I was going to intro you, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to intro and give you your sweet music.
1: <laughs> oh sweet. Oh my.
0: This is uh, our friend Winston guest hosting in place of John.
1: Yeah, John Cena music. It is just such a great theme song. Everybody loves John Cena.
0: Winston's a big uh, wrestling head, just like our friend Kevin here.
1: Right.
2: (laughs) Yes. All right, that's it. Yeah,
0: so uh, he's going to be on the show this week in place of JR, and because he's our guest, he's going to make the pick, and his pick is Scott Shermer's 2012 film, Found, and he's wearing the uh, Headless (laughs) t-shirt, the movie movie within the movie, (laughs) Headless, the uh, Lost 1978 classic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, it actually is a a film on its own as well.
0: Right. I have the Blu-ray.
1: Yeah, I know you're a a big fan, I know.
0: (laughs) All right, so yeah, we're going to be talking about Found as well as other stuff we watched, a couple of trailers. How's everybody doing?
3: Doing great. I think I'm the first one to get on the Criterion sale this time. Oh, oh what'd you get? Uh, let's see: Great Dictator, Manchurian Candidate, The Game, Rosemary's Baby. Uh, did I already say The Great Dictator? Yeah. That's uh, your first one. You know? The
0: Killing. Uh, yeah, that's it. I own almost all of those, but I'm gonna. Uh, I gotta go and get Dead Man and Virgin Suicides and Election and. Uh bowling for columbine and several others i've got a gift card in my wallet that is just killing me oh i can't believe i have this thing still got it for father's day fifty dollars just gonna go and lay waste uh try not to spend too much more but um yeah so it's gonna be really great the criterion sale started yesterday it's going until august 6th 50 percent off at all barnes and noble locations
2: jonathan you in you getting something i'll probably get a few things.
0: Yeah. anything on your list that you can mention
2: uh, I want to get the game mm. and uh, I, I want
0: to get the uh, Silence of the Lambs oh yeah Silence of the Lambs yeah not not probably going to pick that one up, but uh, just because it's already on Blue. I mean, like, who gives a fuck?
2: Yeah, but, uh, you know. If you don't own, don't it, already own it already on I mean, Blue, that's yeah.
0: fine. Yeah. I understand you'd want to get, like, if I didn't own it already on Blue, I'd probably buy the Criterion, but I, I yeah, had on, I've had it on Blue for, like, five
3: years, so. That's why I got it, because uh, I only had the, like, fairly old DVD. I've had this DVD probably, I don't know, six years. And as we all know,
0: DVD is a dead format, so mm-hmm. if you have a DVD, just burn it and buy Blu-ray. And if it's not available on Blu-ray, it's not worth owning.
2: Do they still do the Eclipse on DVD? Yeah,
0: They do. Why? Not worth owning. Why, why do they do that? I'm just kidding. The Eclipse series is great. I don't know why they're not on Blu because it's just cheaper probably for them to put them out my way and people wouldn't buy is them. Is that a Rashomon on
2: a uh, Blu-ray? Mm-hmm. Yep. I might pick that up. They still have a DVD in there. That's, really, that's great. I wish they'd re-released Ron yeah uh, I think so they l- they lost the right
0: or i yeah i think so the the blu ray is like astronomical yeah it's, it's out of print um so yeah, that's great uh how's your summer treating you winston
1: doing very well
0: Winston um, is a school teacher like I am, so we're both off in the summer yeah.
2: what what do you do all day?
1: well, i uh do certain things like work out and um you know right now I'm just taking it pretty easy, looking forward to next week i'll be uh on a vacation for a Pokemon championship. Oh shit, yeah. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Where was that at again? Columbus, Ohio. Oh, nice. Should nice practicing for that. Sorry about that. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Are you planning to do well in that? I'm going to try my hardest. I'm I'm practicing as much as I can.
0: When you inevitably go and
1: fail miserably
0: and get eliminated in the first <laughs> round, are you going to give up on Pokemon and come back to Magic where the real heroes are? <laughs>
1: I'm never gonna <laughs> give up on pokemon but i'll i'll uh I'm still in magic you know i'm still no. in magic.
0: mister i'm gonna sell all my cards I'm actually
1: buying some magic cards but we'll we'll talk about that later
0: okay, no, we'll
2: talk about that right now
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no that's exciting uh yeah, so um anyway, moving on got some trailers, to to talk trailers. About. Yeah. uh posted a couple of trailers over the last week or so. Um, the first being skate kitchen mm. so let's uh let 's talk skate kitchen what do you what are you guys thinking about this thing it 's a movie about a bunch of skateboarding females in New York City who uh you know very like uh it reminded me of like a larry clark yeah. harmony Corinne uh pseudo documentary but you know it 's obviously fictitious mm. fiction because there are actors in it. Right. Starring the Skate Kitchen, so I guess it's like a collective of skateboarders. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, you knew that. Yeah, I think so. Oh. Jonathan pretty sure. knows about I'm pretty this. Sure it he's is. In, he's deep into the skateboarding world. But it's just
2: like an Instagram thing. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Yeah, they have the an correctly. Instagram. Yeah, that's what it they is. They do. Yeah. yeah, I looked them up. It's like a huge Instagram
0: thing. But uh, what do you guys uh, think of the trailer?
3: Looks pretty
2: good. Kind of wish it was a documentary.
0: But about the skate kitchen? I don't know. Yeah, that'd be
2: that'd
1: be interesting.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm really. I hope they'll explain why they're called the skate kitchen. Yeah, don't that don't really that really bothers me more a, than
1: anything. I think it's a reference to uh, you know standard female roles, gender roles. It might be. <laughs> really? <laughs> <That> might <laughs> be. Obviously. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> does it, I don't <laughs> does know it take that. place
0: in Hell's Kitchen? Maybe. Oh, not maybe only, not. It looks like mean. they look like they're in Manhattan to me, but, but I probably I guess, in, they're probably in Brooklyn. Like Brooklyn. Let's be honest. Yeah, everything happens in Brooklyn. All right. <laughs> um yeah so that's uh that's that that movie's yeah. coming out at some point yeah. it'll probably be direct to video because nothing comes to baton rouge um then there's uh madeline's
1: madeline did
3: you guys all watch this
1: one no, no? Yeah, i saw it. i saw it
3: that uh that the whole trailer to me looked a lot like you know that um sequence in the fall where they go to like the claymation there's Claymation in the fall? Yeah. Um, I can't remember if it's the little girl or if it's Lee Pace. Like, one of them is like. They're in the hospital and they're. When you being, say Claymation,
0: you just mean stop motion animation? Well, there's like or actual clay? Like, clay figures. I don't
3: remember this at all. Um, but yeah, it's uh, this like short little sequence while okay. one of them is going under the knife.
0: Oh. so I don't remember that at all. Yeah, there, but yeah. There's a lot
3: of like black backgrounds and things coming coming at you real yeah, fast. Yeah, so. it
0: reminded me of uh, there's a, there's a scene uh, that looks a lot like the trailer in I Heart Huckabees hmm. where uh, he's like, he whenever they put, I don't know, have you guys all seen I Heart Huckabees? I, I have. Yeah. Okay, well the scene where they put uh, Jason Schwartzman in the bag Yeah. and then like, he's like in total darkness and they ask him to like imagine stuff and then he sees Jude Law sitting in the tree and they like, he like takes a piece of, he like takes a scissors and like, cuts the tree apart and like him apart it looks like paper i don't know no. it reminded me of this a lot All like right. the the mm-hmm. kind of like aesthetic of just like this black like with photocopies of stuff over it. Mm-hmm. it's a very weird trailer this yeah, movie yeah, uh yeah. no the, idea what this is about yeah exactly yeah, the yeah.
1: trailer is very much uh leaves a lot to be understood i mean it's really a like a teaser i have no idea like you said what this film's about it was just very bizarre
0: it's a, a lot theory. of hyperbole in there though it changes cinema forever yeah, yeah The most important like, film of the 21st century all this uh, kind of stuff yeah
3: and like <laughs> super like critical for mm. anyone interested in the future of the medium yeah yeah exactly
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh miranda july is in it which is the big draw for me i like her i wish she was directing it and i wish she would direct something because she's a great director. Uh, moving on to uh, probably, you know, the, obviously the most interesting of all the trailers, Mandy. Uh, right. The new film from Panos Cosmatos starring Nicolas Cage and Andrea Riseborough. Mm. Uh just a, just a blood-soaked hallucination of just a, a trailer. Five out of
2: five trailer.
0: <laughs> right. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I've been hearing about this one for uh, uh, like almost a year now. Just about how violent it is and uh, extreme and wow, really, really looking forward Sounds to great. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, looks good. I, I'll tell you, I'm on the fence the about cage. the about the axe, but everything else is cool. Like yeah. when he builds the axe, I was like, that axe looks ridiculous. Like this yeah. man built this axe. I don't. think I mean, so. I think the movie's <laughs> going to be ridiculous. Well, yeah. I, I, I I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, but I just I. Every time I thought about it, I read about it. It's like he, his wife gets kidnapped by a cult, and he has to go kill the cult and like rescue his wife. I'm like, great idea for a yeah. movie. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I should imagine him with like a shotgun, shotgunning people. Like, not you know what I mean, not like fighting hand to hand, like a you know thunderdome kind of stuff. <laughs> but it's it's cool though. Yeah, I really like the imagery of the 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 two cult henchmen, like with the like the black spikes and everything all over the body. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, that shit looks really cool. Yeah, it
3: looks like. It made me really think of, like, okay, this is, like, Road Warrior only at night in the <laughs> woods instead of <laughs> yeah, instead of during the day in the yeah. desert.
0: It's apparently set in the 80s also, which, uh, um, okay. you know, makes sense for the whole uh, devil worshiper. Uh, like, she's wearing a pentagram shirt, and there's the, like, black metal score, essentially. And
1: right. That I really enjoyed about the trailer. Yeah, yeah,
0: the music was cool. Yeah. It looks good, though. I'm interested... Uh, Definitely check it out. First fucking thing. Uh, first chance I get. So Probably the most anticipated of the year right now. <laughs>
1: when is that coming out?
0: Uh, you know, I don't know if I have a firm release date on that, Winston.
1: Okay.
0: But I'll look. Are we, are we all Nick Cage fans here? I love Nicolas Cage. Although I'm not a huge fan of everything he's in. I mean, obviously. But, but you know, I think he's self-aware. <laughs> and uh, I think that uh, a lot of his performances are quite excellent mm. especially Snake Eyes
3: I need to watch Snake Eyes again because I remember seeing it like years and years ago but oh for fuck's sake
0: <laughs> do you guys like Nicolas Cage I feel like Jonathan asked a question and I answered but nobody uh, else did
1: I can't say I've seen very much I'm trying to think of a movie that he's in I'm other than Gone in, in 60 Seconds. Con
0: Air, Face Off, uh, okay. Leaving Las Vegas. Every, every movie in the late 90s. Wild the at Rock. Rock. That was
1: great. The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. The Rock. One yeah. of my favorite directors, Michael Bay.
0: supposed to be being released. Mandy is going to be released uh, September 14th oh, in nice. the United States. Yeah, okay. that. And the score is by Johan Johansson. I read that, too. It's one of his last scores before he passed wow. away. All right and apparently elijah wood is a producer so that's a little scary but uh everything else <laughs> looks good about it so oh. well, he has like awful
3: taste and everything but um yeah elijah wood is kind of like the penultimate hipster yeah i can't i can't he, like like
2: 2005 hipster yeah yeah he's, he's yeah. just like perpetually stuck in 2005 yeah <laughs>
0: right. he doesn't age so he looks the exact same so yeah, it, it works true. for him you know yeah um yeah okay well those are the trailers so uh Moving on, I guess. Let's uh, start talking about what we watched. and right. It's Winston's show here. So, Winston. Oh, wow. Episode 40. What did you watch in the last, you know, don't, let's not get crazy. In the last week? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Have
1: you watched a lot in the last week? Yeah. Talk about four or five movies. Go ahead. Talk about one right now. Um, okay. <laughs> well, it's interesting because the films that I watched um, are very much under the radar. Probably... Not movies that anyone's familiar with, especially mm-hmm. your listeners. Um, we don't have any listeners. Okay. Well, that's that's perfect. Don't we'll, talk
3: about Rustin that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <are, laughs> <forgot about laughs> I forgot about Rustin. Sorry, Rustin. Well, actually, you're kind of also talking about Winston that <laughs> way. <so. laughs> yeah, I do
1: listen, actually. I think I've, Rustin's fallen off, actually. So. Oh, Is oh, he not listening stupid. anymore?
0: We're the
2: only listeners. <laughs>
0: Rustin's, like, Rustin's like, going to be on the show in a couple of weeks, too. Uh, next week? No, two weeks from now. Two weeks from now. Park's going to be on the show next week. Okay.
1: Well, at least he'll listen during the recording. I guess. Right. <laughs> Go ahead, Winston.
0: Uh, what, what, what did you watch that's so uh, so obscure and under the radar that we've never even heard of it? Go
1: ahead. Uh, well, I mean, I don't say that to be, you know... No,
0: I know. You're you're so cool. What is it? No, I'm not. <laughs> but
1: it, they are um, all loosely related to Scott Shermer and Found, uh, if that makes them any more interesting. So I did watch Found, of course, but we'll get to that later. Um found was a uh, film that um, got famous or that I found out from another YouTuber named uh, Mr. Parka. Anyways a guy that works with Scott Shermer, his name is Samuel Vinicius, a friend of mine I've uh, talked to him a lot over the years he directed this film called Senses uh, where a guy loses all five senses um, st- like
0: Senseless with Marlon Wayans and David Spade
1: You mean they made this movie before? It's a rip-off of this movie? (laughs) Is that really a thing? It was a comedy in the 90s, yeah. Oh, I had no idea. This is more of a drama slash horror film. Right. This was a full-blown comedy. Okay, okay. So that was the first thing I watched. Um, It wasn't like a great... I mean, okay, I'm sure he's going to listen to this, but I don't want to... I mean, maybe he will, so I don't want to like...
0: Well, you can be honest, you know, you can't be afraid of, uh, they can't be afraid of criticism and you can't be afraid to give it. So if it's not good or you don't like something about it, it's okay to say it. Well, what I was going to say I'm sure that, uh, Dave, what's his name? Who? The guy who directed it? Samuel Vinicius. Sam, I'm sure Sam will understand.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, all I was going to say is, like, it wasn't a major production. It was, like, starring his brother, uh, Dominic Vinicius and, you know, a couple other people. Mm -hmm. I thought it was good for his first feature film, um... And uh that was that and then on the film there's another film that I watched that was included with senses and that one I will say was awesome. It was called Mastication and it was uh it was just hilarious the whole way through. Um made by Millhouse Productions, it's directed by uh oh, what's his name? Adam seropoulos It's it's just hilarious. it's called mastication. It's about just different kinds of chewing gum. Um, <laughs> these guys <laughs> want to combine two things that are great, so they take pot and bubble gum and they call it marichuwana and uh it sounds really terrible, but it's actually hilarious um, Wow, now that i've uh isolated ninety five percent of your listeners i um
0: no, it's okay. Is is uh you, you know, you you being a, a horror nut as you uh, you know, self-proclaimed, you do the you do Hooptober and everything. Right. You you seem like you'd be really into like The ABCs of Death and uh what's the other one, VHS? Have you seen these movies? I have seen VHS. I wasn't a huge fan of it though. Oh, okay. Just seem like you'd be like really super into like the you know uh high concept of these uh like the abcs of death is a is a anthology film where they give all of these uh kind of super low budget horror directors uh five minutes to make a horror movie short film and then it has to be like connected to a letter of the alphabet and at the end it'll be like m is for murder you know and it'll, <laughs> or like you know o is for oxygen or some shit like that. whatever it is you know so uh yeah just seems like that that stuff reminds me of what someone like Shermer aspires to be like he probably w- looks up to the tie-wests of the world and uh whoever else I don't know Alexander Aja. Uh, they're like you know kind Toby of Toby Hooper Well Toby Hooper's like an old older I mean like now people now who are more successful than Shermer is Okay you know what I mean Of course cuz like Shermer is by you from talking to you i don't know anything about Shermer except for what you've told me but right. from talking to you not terribly successful and i mean so much so that he's retiring now
1: well I, uh it depends on your version of success uh the headless kickstarter got tremendous support of course he's fallen off somewhat since um he's made these obscure films that i just like i don't think they're attractive to much uh much of his audience, so his his success has kind of fallen out a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, he does, however, have one movie coming out soon that I think will really bring him back into the forefront. And,
0: um, and we'll talk more about that when we talk about Found, because I watched the trailer for The Bad Man, uh, yeah. which is the movie you're talking about. That's great. And uh, I, have, I have some things to say about it when we talk about Found. Great. So moving on, Jonathan, what did you watch?
2: Watch watched the uh, Stanford... Uh Prison, prison experiment, experiment yeah yep, yep. um been wanting to see this for a long time it's probably like two years at this point or something uh finally it came on netflix uh pretty good um i have the blue you should have asked me you, so you've watched it no okay <laughs> had, it, had it for
0: about three years well, never watched it
2: yeah it came out in 2015 um pretty pretty solid uh i had read a little bit about it but i didn't know like everything about it um doesn't get quite as crazy as you think it would get i guess um but it is pretty insane and pretty uh infuriating like it's a very infuriating movie to watch because the uh they 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 you know they get a bunch of kids college kids uh, during the summer they uh quarantine i guess this part of the school that's basically this hallway and a couple of rooms and uh make a prison put uh split the kids up summer guards summer prisoners and uh just they see what happens like the the uh psychology professor and uh, his team watches them through video cameras um yeah uh man the guards like they get really into it really quick like day one one guy's like they call him john wayne and yeah he gets like really into it and it's uh It's infuriating. It, like, seriously, it it made me, like, physically upset watching it sometimes. Because they, like, they'll, like, he just picks on people constantly, makes them remake their beds, like, six times, seven times, (laughs) eight times, ten times. And it's just, it's insane. It's really,
0: yeah. But doesn't end up in a a riot or anything like that? I mean. I
2: mean, it, no. Not, like, a full-blown prison. I'm, I'm, like, the whole time I'm watching, I'm, like, okay, like what are they doing? Just fucking riot. Like there's nine of you. There's three of them. Like, what are we doing here? And I guess that's the whole test is like, you know, they they just Mm -hmm. all become complacent and like submissive. Yeah. Extremely submissive. There's Uh, a, there's a
0: German film called Das experiment Mm -hmm. and, and it's remade into an American film with Adrian Brody and Forrest Whitaker called the experiment. And it's about this, but it's like, it's, not college it's some professor doing it again but he's like he's just hiring random adults to do it and then it does end in like crazy bloodshed and like violence and stuff so
2: i mean this is i mean it, it, what happens is realistic i mean what happens really happened yeah exactly yeah so it's not it's not like you know yeah nobody's stabbing anybody but like yeah the, the guards get to the point where like in the contract they're not supposed to hit them with any you know mm-hmm. they can't punch them they can't hit them with their nightstick they end up hitting them and you know choking them and you know whatever So it gets pretty out of control. And, like, there's a lot of, like, psychological shit where, like, they'll bring some of the kids into the room, into a room with, like, the professor and, like, this guy that he hires who was actually in prison. And the guy who was actually in prison, like, you know, just tears them down and, like, it gets... Scared straight. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, (laughs) dude. It's pretty intense. And, uh... The kids start to think that, like, they're actually might be in prison. Like, like they're not free to leave. (laughs) It's pretty Uh, insane. But what... Uh, the character who he hires, um, probably my favorite part of the movie is whenever he, uh, there's like this huge climactic interview where like they like they they pretty much convince this kid that he's like actually in prison, pretty much. And the guy's like, uh, "You did these crimes in like 65, 68. and he's like, "He's like re- like going down this piece of paper. There's nothing on the paper, and it's like, <laughs> it's pretty intense." And uh, after the interview's over, like the kid walks, they they bring him out or whatever, and the the guy just like storms out and leaves, and he's like, uh. He's like, I just became everything I hate. Like, I just did exactly what they did to me in prison, and I, I like, I am. what I, I can't live with myself. Like, it's like this did is. Did jump off a building? No, but he's like, he was like, <laughs> this is just like, I'm leaving. This is the. This is horrible. Like, Jeez. this needs to stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I like the end too. Uh, don't spoil it. I mean, yeah. The, <laughs> the the ending is like pretty realistic. Like the professor just walks in and says it's over, and like they, they don't get it. They're like, what, what's uh, like it's it's over. The experiment's over, and they're like. like they're all just like standing there like frozen but the my biggest problem with the movie is the very end the like post credits is like they do like I guess like interviews like the actors are doing the interviews like post interview like yeah it was really weird (laughs) I was just like uh, I was like what the fuck like Like, in character yeah that's That's gross gross. I was like you couldn't get the actual people
0: that's gross yeah I think the professor is dead
2: no but I mean Mm. like the like some of the students (laughs) yeah I don't know Maybe they're anonymous, I don't know. Maybe The Professor's not that, actually. (laughs) It was was a huge bummer, and it was really trash. But, uh, yeah, I gave it a three and a half. It's definitely a solid watch, and it's on Netflix.
1: So this was not a documentary? No. Okay.
2: There are documentaries about it, though. Okay.
3: Kevin? So, (laughs) (laughs) So I finally got around to watching Arrival, and i thought this was uh kind of a waste of time for so many reasons um the uh the whole the whole thing with uh, uh spoiler alert sure um like spoil I, it so like i read i read um J- jr's <laughs> review of the movie and i was like wow that is so unbelievably appropriate because basically like the end is basically like they're in Slaughterhouse 5 like Amy Adams comes unstuck in time because she's able to read the coffee mug stains and <laughs> coffee
0: mug stains am I right <laughs> that's pretty good yeah, yeah pretty much Ink I mean, and tests.
3: like <laughs> and like for, for something that like you know so Forrest Whitaker is this colonel and everything and like You know, it's a very military operation, but, like, there's a point where, like, there's, you know, some sabotage. Somebody sets off a bomb inside the alien spacecraft, and this never gets resolved. No, no, you know, there's no lockdown in the camp, there's no interrogations, there's no nothing. A bomb went off, and, like, well, that's just what happened. And, like... Yeah, and, like, the whole thing with, you know, the, like, Russia and China is just very boring. That was the worst. Yeah, and, like, uh, you know, and when I saw him in the movie, I was like, Michael Stuhlbarg, why are you doing this? Like, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of other ways you could have gotten a paycheck that would have been better than this. And, um... Well, that's not entirely fair. Because put yourself in
0: Michael Stuhlbarg's (laughs) shoes. You're you're Michael Stuhlbarg, you're a working character actor who's right, you know, right. uh, you know, having an okay year. Yeah. And you hear about a movie coming down the pipe that's starring Amy Adams, directed by Denny Villeneuve, you just saw Sicario and Enemy and you were like, Holy God, this guy's amazing. You know that Blade Runner's coming out, you haven't seen it and what a train <laughs> wreck it is. So you're expecting a lot <laughs> from that. Why wouldn't you be in this movie?
3: You know what I mean? You make a really good point, yeah. John. I gotta give it to Just you. Just in the
0: context of the situation, he right. can't know what a piece of shit this is going to end true, up. Being. True,
3: true, true. Because like, I've read that apparently that's a case with like more more actors than you would think. Like mm-hmm. they think they're making one movie and then they see it on the big screen and they're like, "What? Mm-hmm. I was in that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, and, they uh, could.
0: She, he could never have anticipated the terrible floating CG hair that they gave Amy Adams you know yeah
3: yeah and um and like so bad <laughs> the 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 few things that i've seen Jeremy Renner in like i wouldn't say he's bad i wouldn't say that he's good i'm with you um he's right there in the middle yeah yeah he's
0: right there in the middle of i could give a shit like you yeah, could like, die like, tomorrow he's, it wouldn't yeah, affect he's me like, at all
3: yeah and especially in this movie he's totally replaceable like literally anyone could have done mm-hmm. That character. I like to
0: see a a Jake 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 in that role. I think that could have be been good. Better. Yeah,
4: yeah.
3: Um.
0: Although you know, I don't want to see him make a mistake like being in this movie either. That's true. That's you know? true. I feel bad for Amy Adams. Yeah, yeah. Because I like her. Yeah, this it's not worthy of her.
3: Yeah, and
0: um, and she puts in a really shit performance too.
3: Yeah, I don't think like this is a movie that's full of passable performances. Mm-hmm. You know, like just like just above, you know, like the highest D that you could get. Right. Um, you know, it feels
2: like no, the whole no, thing was rushed. Like the yeah, whole movie like, was just like It felt that way when out. it came
0: out too because yeah. it was like you, all you were hearing about is Denis Villeneuve directing Blade Runner Blade Runner Blade Runner and then all of a sudden it was yeah, just yeah. like Arrival coming out like Friday. What? What's Arrival? What? <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, and Yeah.
3: Yeah, and like from what I understand apparently like People who are into, like, linguistics and stuff, they they give the movie props for being decent at well, what it's trying to do. language nerds might but love like, it, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, like... But, yeah, and... I don't know, whatever.
0: Do, uh... Better or worse than David Tuhi's The Arrival starring Charlie Sheen? Haven't seen it. Okay. Because I'm leaning towards worse than The Arrival mm-hmm. starring Charlie I Sheen would no. definitely and Ron Silver. Like...
3: I would definitely lean that same way. I loved it when I was younger. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Gonna have to watch it. Uh and I don't know, maybe maybe it's just me, maybe the two Johns here can explain it to me. Like both of you guys were like really hyped up on Johan Johansson's score for this movie, or at least Jonathan mm-hmm. was. Yeah. I remember. I just don't get it. All right. I I wouldn't say it's bad, but I wouldn't say it's anything amazing. Either. I can't
0: remember what it sounds like now, but he's watched it twice. Jonathan has. Mm. I haven't. Mm. Watched, I've only seen it the once in the theater. Does, any thoughts on the score? That's no, good. I like it. Just okay. Okay. It's very minimalistic. Okay, yeah. Sometimes less is more. <laughs> okay. Unworthy okay. of this film. But as Fraser said, yeah. <laughs> but as Fraser says, if less is more, just think how much more more would be. <laughs> Um, I watched Largent From 1983 Directed by Robert Bresson uh, Or Largent Directed by Robert Bresson (laughs) Bresson Bresson. Bresson, uh, (laughs) Which is his last film uh which i was like i was like he lived another 15 years after this and i was like he couldn't make another fucking movie but then i realized he was like in his 80s when he made this so it's like okay well he retired and wanted Mm -hmm. to live a decade without making movies get it but uh he apparently says this is his most accomplished work and like it's the ultimate like vision of what he was trying to do his whole career and having seen what I've seen so far, I have to agree. It's his, it's his best film that I've seen. Um, I really liked uh, the passion of Joan of Arc really enjoyed pickpocket, but this is, uh, this is like all those movies, but it's just like a lot more refined and focused. And I think because it's uh, not dealing with a true story, not the pickpocket is a true story, but because it's, you know, kind of, this it's it just I don't know it just like feels very influential like every Linklater movie that's been made feels mm-hmm. like this especially Slacker uh, and Waking Life. Yeah and, Um I loved like the the I mean I guess they're actors but like their whole like don't act thing stiff just like say lines with no emotion <laughs> it's very <laughs> it just makes things fly by because I'm not worried about like reading anybody's emotions they are just like hi. I need this. Okay, let's go. <laughs> it's just, you know, like, and it really works well with the French, you know, because they're speaking a different language, so you wouldn't be able to infer anything anyway from mm-hmm. their emotions, probably, you know. Uh, it's like whenever you watch a Godard film and they're they're saying this ridiculously poetic dialogue that would sound retarded in English, but they're saying it in French, so it sounds cool, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I liked Largent a lot. It's on Criterion. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's incredibly short which is great also. And uh, just a wee bit disturbing towards the end, which is good. Mm. Always good to be disturbed by a film. Gave it a four. Winstone?
1: Yes. Uh,
0: would you like to uh, continue?
2: <laughs> i do this every time. Uh, okay. Who is that? I, I love that. That's John Cena.
3: No, but like who... No, that's John Cena. John Cena's it's like themes. John who does, Cena who the does
1: theme. the music. Is John what he's Cena saying. did the music. Yeah, played the the instrument <laughs> and the synchronizer board and everything. The synchronizer board
0: is that an inter- instrument, Jonathan? Inter- <laughs> <or>? Yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah so he played it on. <laughs> <played>, did he <laughs> play the
0: horns? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what it is. He played <laughs> the horns, I mean, yeah, the horns yeah. and then sampled them and then, <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, Winston. Yes. What else did you watch? We're moving around the table here. Okay. Okay, Um, sorry. Just in case you couldn't figure, like we're going one to the next person. What else have I, I'm just trying
1: to think here. What if I watch Incredibles 2. Okay. Incredibles 2. Yeah. Yeah, is it okay if I spoil it for everybody?
0: Go ahead. I I would rather not be spoiled.
1: Well, I really want to spoil it. Uh, (laughs) Please don't.
0: (laughs) I'm going to end up seeing this at some point, so.
1: Okay, I won't spoil it. I wasn't actually going to spoil it. I was okay. just going to okay. give a fake spoiler. Okay. Um,
2: Better than the first one? Mm,
1: I don't think so. I, I really don't think it was. Uh, I will say that it had its moments. It's more of a... What's really cool about it, it reminds me of Halloween 2 and the way that Halloween 2 begins at the exact moment that Halloween 1 ends, mm-hmm. which is Michael Myers throwing out the window. second one starts, he's jumping up. I only say that to say incredibles 1 ended 14 years ago with uh <laughs> i forget the villain's <laughs> the name the underdweller yeah okay the underdweller and the incredibles are like what are we going to do the underdwellers here well incredibles 2 starts and it's right at the underdweller which i thought was interesting
0: now it is interesting uh they recast the voices of some people though did
1: they did they really
0: they really did they recast the sun's voice So almost
1: completely unnoticed, losing a
0: little bit of credibility there. (laughs)
1: Huh.
0: But I I mean, I think they they probably recast some parts in Halloween also. Although Halloween was made two years later, I think Halloween (laughs) got
1: much much worse over time. They recast the
0: director in Halloween, so that's much less (laughs) forgivable. You know.
1: Well, I don't think that
0: Rick Rosenthal is no John Carpenter.
1: Uh, Everything other than John Carpenter is pretty bad. Halloween four. How
0: about the new Halloween? Didn't ask you about that horror uh, hound. Yeah, dude. The, the David Gordon one. Green? No, the new one that's coming out. The tra- oh. Have you seen the trailer?
1: I heard about it. I haven't seen it. I've heard about okay,
0: it. Okay, watch the trailer. Continue about uh, Incredibles. Duh.
1: Incredibles 2, Bob Odenkirk was amazing. I know he's a voice actor, but he fit this role. I don't know if I've ever said that about a voice actor before. Hmm. But, uh,. Saul from Better Call Saul. Right. Uh, he plays this guy named Winston, and uh, <laughs> ironically enough, it's
0: all coming together. Why you like this movie? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I love Bob Odenkirk. I love yeah. Better Call Saul. He's one of my favorite actors. Wow, oh, that sounds weird to say that. <laughs> but it's a great television show. I love it. And um, in this movie, he like his dramatic, almost overacting that he does in his TV show really comes like it, it fits the cartoon character i mean it really does and uh i, <laughs> I really was a fan of it now the it, it has a huge twist and um
2: which is i'm Don't, not no, gonna no, no. go into that but <laughs>
1: you'll have to make your own judgments about whether you like that or not i wasn't the biggest fan of it i thought it was kind of stupid but that was cool also i really loved frozone in this movie which is samuel L. jackson's character. I thought he was just hilarious and great as he was 14 years ago.
0: <laughs> Sweet. What was the name of the first movie you talked
1: about? Which one?
0: The first one.
1: The uh the, the short film uh, or the Samuel Venice's Senses? Senses Senses? Oh. I doubt you can find anything about it. I don't me. want to. I'm just going <laughs> to type it on okay. our, on okay. our okay. show
0: notes so people know what we're talking I, about. I right?
1: would like to uh, – <laughs> Mastication, you can find on YouTube. and um, Those guys were actually pretty successful. They had a television show on MTV. Uh, that movie was really fun. If you want to put something worthwhile in there, I, I would actually recommend Mastication.
0: I'm j- i always type out all the movies that okay. we talk about so yeah. that people can know what we're talking about you can
1: link can... it on youtube because they I'm don't i'm not even... gonna do that okay but
0: uh yeah think people can search it out if they feel the need you, you know totally just should. like all the rest of these movies you can look for them on uh youtube itunes uh hulu netflix blu-ray dvd what have you right on cool so incredibles 2 a success story
1: pretty good not as good as the first
0: one bummer what'd you give it out of five
1: i don't remember i think like a 3.5
0: anybody uh this is something that i i heard on a different podcast but it shocked me uh the incredibles from 2004 is called the incredibles incredibles 2 is called incredibles 2 like they lost the 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 Incredibles oh, right. two. no it's called incredibles 2 like why why would you lose the article the? Like, what is the point? Do you, I mean, like, this seems really arbitrary. Like, let's just lose that article.
1: Like, what? Yeah. I, I could make an argument of why. Okay, um, I'm listening. Based on the film. Oh, okay. There's a lot of incredible people other than the family that it focuses on. That's not really a spoiler because it's, you know. Oh. Mm. So there are other heroes? Yeah. Besides yeah. Frozone and The Incredibles? If you remember at the end of Incredibles 1, The Incredibles 1, the incredible superpowers of people, they're not allowed to be heroes. Well, in the second one, it becomes even more of an issue and other incredible people come to resolve the issue, yes.
0: Cool. But I'm
1: just shooting from the hip here. I really have no idea why Mm -hmm. they did that.
0: Alright. Jonathan?
1: I have nothing else. Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) I need to leave,
2: though.
0: What? My
2: air broke at my house apparently so i need to leave oh my god yeah my wife is like texting me like machine gun texting oh (laughs) jeez, that sucks but uh i will say one thing i absolutely hated found it was horrible
1: (laughs) sorry winston it was great you need to stay Um, here and
2: explain why it made me want to
1: die (laughs) (laughs) you can't just say that and leave you have to explain it
2: it's just amateur hour (laughs) oh Amateur hour. It looked like no. a ni- ninth-grade student film project. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. I'll, t- I'll take it from here.
3: <laughs> All right, see right. ya man. All right. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, man. Well, uh, moving on, Kevin. Uh, so I watched The Wrong Man, directed by Alfred Hitchcock and starring Henry Fonda. I'm fast becoming a big fan of Henry Fonda. I think his acting is really, really superb. Especially in an era where, like, you know, most most actors aren't really acting. They just get by on their charisma, like we've talked about a lot before. But, like, Henry Fonda, like, he gets mistaken for this guy who's robbed a bunch of places in, in this neighborhood. And uh, he goes to this insurance place and they're like, that's the guy, that's the guy. And so he gets picked up and, like, all the circumstantial stuff and, like, you know, people going, Well, you know, we're pretty sure it's him, like this lands him in jail and like you really feel like his panic and Alfred Hitchcock does a really good job of like putting you into that suspense of like is he going like is he going to jail? Are they gonna find the guy? Um I gave it a three and a half only because the ending seemed to drag out for like a really long time and like they like the guy in the guy who actually does the robbing actually shows up and I was really part of me really wanted to put in my letterbox review like somebody else got killed somebody else got killed and but then I was like "Eh, with all the shootings going on maybe I shouldn't say that Hmm. Uh, yeah but yeah this is a good this is a good solid classic movie. Cool. What year is this from? Late fifties. All right. It's like between like some of some of the bigger things that Hitchcock did.
0: Uh, I don't i actually
3: heard of this one uh,
0: before, but uh, mm. I haven't seen hardly any of Hitchcock stuff, so that's no surprise. I rewatched uh, the entire series Entourage, and uh, at the end of it, my wife said, "Hey, let's watch the movie Entourage," and I said, "Yeah, we can rewatch that," and she said i've never seen entourage and i said yes you have we watched entourage the last time we rewatched the entire series of entourage <laughs> and uh she said i have not seen entourage the movie and so i went back and showed her my uh letterbox entry for it in uh, october of 2016 i think and uh she still didn't believe me and then we rewatched it and she still said she didn't remember anything about it so but that's not surprising because it's extremely forgettable and pretty bad. And uh, even as, like, an extended episode of the show, it's it, it would be, like, one of the worst episodes probably. It's just mm. uh, pretty pitiful and looks great, filmed pretty nicely, uh, widescreen, you know, better looking than the show is. But uh, I don't know, just... Who cares? You know, the <laughs> show ends and it's just, even the shows like last couple of seasons aren't great. So, uh, they try to get too serious with it. Uh, mm. they give the main character a drug problem and then, <laughs> and then they try to take away the drug problem and it's pretty goofy. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I, uh, I think that, uh, all in all, uh, it's, you know, not a, like a waste of time. It's easy to mm. watch, but, uh, wouldn't recommend it. Gave it a two and a half. Dropped from a
1: three last time.
0: Mm. Winston?
1: Um, the l- movie I saw before Incredibles 2 would be The Godfather Part 3. I did not log this on Letterboxd because I was very conflicted as to what to rate it. Um, I uh, It was the first time I'd seen it. I watched it because of The Sopranos. And how they reference it so much in The Sopranos.
0: In season one of The Sopranos. Get your shit together and watch the rest of the show.
1: Okay? Sopranos okay? is a great freaking show, but I haven't seen all of it's it.
0: the greatest show, actually. And if you had seen all of it, you'd have no qualms about saying so. The best television program that has ever and will ever be made, The Sopranos. The Wire. Oh, you're out but, of your uh, fucking mind. Anyway, Go ahead. Anyway. Go ahead. Uh,
1: what's the guy's name van zant who who keeps saying yeah, stevie van zant stevie van zant wasn't he like a music silvio is his name silvio silvio so he uh (laughs) he just imitates al pacino all the time for those of you who haven't seen the sopranos um and he he always imitates al pacino saying you know this just what is it just
0: Just when i thought i was out they pulled me back in.
1: Okay, so I just, I had to see the movie. So I did. I watched it with my mom and we enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And like, I was like, why do people hate this movie? Obviously, there's something I'm missing. But
0: have I, you seen Godfather 1 and 2? I, yeah, of course. That's why people hate this movie. Okay, why? Because it's a piece of shit. <laughs> okay, but why? Uh, well, not only comparatively to parts 1 and 2. Is it a piece of shit? Like it's obviously you can't tell me you like this as much as those movies. I liked it a lot. Okay, as much as two? When was the last time no, you saw The
1: Godfather Two? I remember it the last time I saw it. The I Godfather
0: it Two a is like a I new, saw it like two like years perfect ago.
1: masterpiece of a film.
0: But that's neither here nor there. The point is that Coppola in the uh, twenty five year no fifteen years, sorry, in the uh, between when he made Godfather Two and when he made this pile of shit. He had changed fundamentally as a director. He was no longer a studio person. He was uh, making these little, like, like rumble fish and The Outsiders and these tiny movies in the 80s after he had the monumental failure of uh, One from the Heart. And uh, it, even Apocalypse Now, I think, really fucked him up. So, like, he had just changed entirely. And if you watch something like New York Stories or Jack, which is around the same time, late 80s, early 90s, you'll see that his entire approach to cinema is like kitty friendly. Now it's like, it's like a rom-com and this movie is a fucking rom-com for like 50 minutes of it. It's him. It's, uh, Michael trying to woo K again when they're both in their sixties and it's embarrassing. It's like, this is not the man that I watched shoot a police officer in the face in the first movie. Like he's, he's like, he's, it's goofy. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, uh, he's not the same character, and it's, fi- it's fine for a character to change, but there's no reason that... Like, there's so many good ideas in this movie. Like, the idea that he's got the guilt of uh, having killed Fredo, right? Of that course. I love that. I love the fact that he's trying to buy his forgiveness from the Catholic Church. Great, right? He's got the Catholic guilt. He's trying to make it right. But it's so, like... It's not focused on that like it's got other it's like so busy like oh well he's also wants to make things right with K and he's also got to manage Andy Garcia's crazy ass and Andy Garcia is I like Andy Garcia but man he is so over the top and stupid in this movie. Wait which character is Andy Garcia? He's the guy who bites the guy's ear off at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. He's ridiculous in this and uh who's the other guy who's the guy who he shoots on the horse fucking uh the guy whose ear he bites off. Anyways, that know. that guy's terrible in the movie, too. Uh, I like him, too. But it's just like... All these, like, performances are just kind of lackluster. And you, you can know feel- who really
1: sucked? I'm sorry. Oh,
0: Sophia Coppola. Yes. Everybody says <laughs> Sophia Coppola sucks. And that's not fair to her, I don't think. It's fair to say she sucked. But it's not... I, I wouldn't say that as a criticism of her. It's a criticism of Coppola not putting his daughter in the movie. He shouldn't have cast her. He hmm. apparently had cast Winona Ryder... And the studio didn't like her or something like that so they he he had to replace her at the last minute with his daughter and it was a bad idea because his daughter's not an actor and she's awful and she's a very good talented director talented writer but she's not an actor obviously she is horrendous in this movie and that the whole love story between her and her cousin is also just like stupid ridiculous and Makes just pointless no and I don't need to see that in this movie it's a Godfather movie I don't need there to be like multiple romantic subplots yeah. <laughs> in this it's like movie. A dramatic
1: uh, Greek play or something. Yeah, it's really shitty. Yeah, yeah. And
0: even the killings in it
1: are like like, like the poison cannoli
0: yeah, I, I don't even remember that, but the glasses in the throat thing, like, I was just like, that was just, that drove me nuts. I, I, I like the idea that they that they had to think their way through this this killing. They're like, well, we can't get a gun in there. We can't get a knife. Like, what are we going to do? Oh, the, and the, their big solution is we'll stab them in the throat with a pair of glasses. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that would work. It's just so stupid and goofy. Uh, I really enjoyed, though, there is a killing in it where the guy pulls a shotgun on the guy in the car and, like, shoots into the car with a double barrel shotgun. Yeah. That shit ruled. That looked really good. It reminded me of Clemenza in the first one mm. shooting into the elevator. Really kick ass, but all in all, I'd say yeah, this
1: is a big train wreck of a fucking movie. It's fine that you liked it. It was a coming of age film. It was it was coming of
0: everybody in the movie is in their fifties and sixties. Coming of age. It was the
1: coming of age, just like uh, Marty and Found. You know, it's the found of the Godfather trilogy. That makes
0: absolutely no sense. Why? Why? Because Marty and Found is like twelve, and when you come of age, you're (laughs) twelve.
1: Yeah, but it You're not 60
0: when you come of age.
1: It's 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 still a coming of age though because he's coming to his own uh
0: you're, you're You you're know, off your rails a little bit on this one. He's coming
1: he's trying to justify what he did. I disagree.
0: He never tries to justify. It. He he justifies it in the first two by saying it's business. And in this one He's saying, "I'm sorry about what I did. I wish it had never happened. I killed my, I killed my mother's son. I killed my father's son." And he breaks down and cries. He does not. He's not justifying the fact that he had Fredo killed. He hates him for it. Okay, right? I mean, are, right, am he's I wrong? Growing,
1: no, you're right. But he's still growing up. And, and he's still growing he's sixty <laughs> into his old age.
0: I mean, I guess he's. He, it's spoiler: He dies at the end of the film. So yeah, it's. I mean, he's like. I didn't say. He's, I think he's done growing up. He's trying to make things right from his life of horrible deeds that he's done he's trying to i would say the whole movie should be about him trying to get back to who he was in the very first scene you see him in the very first film when he's eating cake with Kay at the wedding and he's in his military uniform and you get the idea that he's innocent relatively innocent i mean maybe he killed germans or something in the war but he's innocent you know he didn't yeah. he hasn't done any crimes he's not interested in the in the family business he looks the other way on it but he's not involved in it and that's where his father wanted him to be that's where he was comfortable being until he had to step up and do something and that's where i think he's trying to get back to in the in this film but it's muddled because of all the bullshit romantic subplots i agree with that I and 100%. all the Catholic BS that we just don't need to know. It's so boring. Oh but, my god! And this movie's fucking like four and a half hours long.
1: Don't you think that that's part of his character that he lives like by a strict moral code, almost uh, of the Catholic code?
0: I mean, now, now he does. Yeah, now he's like when he's sorry and he wants them to forgive him and he thinks that they can assure him a place in heaven. Yeah, now right. he wants to do what's right. But I mean, he's a hypocrite. He's a piece of shit, and that's fine. He should be a piece of shit. They should have explored that more. Like, now this guy who is evil. I mean, Michael in Part 2 is fucking evil. Like, he's like Walter White in the last two seasons of Breaking Bad. I mean, he's just a ruthless killer. Right. And uh, they sh- it should be about that. It should be like that arc in Breaking Bad. Not to say that Breaking Bad ends in a perfect place either because it doesn't. But it should be like that arc of, like, somebody who realizes that they've gone too far. They've done the wrong thing and they're sorry and they're trying to make it right. And I think that's what they were trying to go for, but they just I don't think it's successful personally. And I think most yeah. people agree. But it's fine if you like it. I know uh in Sopranos in the first season uh Bokeem Woodbine's character uh who's only in one episode, I think he plays the rap uh guy who uh I don't know if you do you remember this? I do remember yeah. vaguely. He, he said he said role. he he tells them uh he tells them that he liked Godfather 3 and that he feels like it was misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> There's such as a just cheap throwaway line that's total bullshit but uh anyway sorry uh what'd you give what would you give if, had you rated this which you should have and you should be ashamed of yourself or not
1: this is the reason i didn't rate it because i felt like i didn't understand it fully enough to rate it i i probably would have i probably would have given it like a four okay yeah that's fair i mean if you like it it's all about how what you feel
0: about something it's not about what I think or what critics think or anything, you know. Right. It's about what you think.
3: Kevin? I went to the movies and saw Deadpool 2. By yourself? Yes.
0: You I, know, I'm I'm, I I live
3: here. Such a great film. Well, Such an asshole. Just I pick <laughs> up a phone. <laughs> I went to see it at like 9.30 on a Monday. I'm off
0: on the summers, bro.
3: <laughs> but you have a kid. You have a wife. I don't know what you have planned. It's true.
0: You don't know because you didn't All right.
3: ask. All right. <laughs> <laughs> next time, I'm, next time that I know that I'm planning to go see a movie. I will get in touch.
0: I would love that. All right, I love to see a movie. Okay, I love to see, and there's nothing I want more than to you know get a break, get a, get out of the house for a, for a couple of hours. Okay. You know,
1: okay.
0: Not that I don't love my wife and kid, I do. But right. You know, everybody yeah, needs their alone time.
3: Right. Right. Have you
1: seen Deadpool two?
0: No, I've seen Deadpool one. I liked it. Okay.
3: Yeah, Deadpool two. It's it's fucking hilarious. Hilarious. Like, it's they really like. <laughs> Like even like they have like this like dramatic like choir music going on in the background and like if you listen carefully you can hear that they're sh- they're saying you holy you shit. can't kill this fucker holy shit balls <laughs> <laughs> and, st- and stuff like that and like uh, they got Celine Dion to do an original song for it and uh, like it's it's so like it's so well done like this is something that like um, you know like the rest of the marvel canon should really look into more of this kind of stuff because like it hits all of the thematic and emotional stuff that the rest of the marvel movies are trying so desperately to hit but it's doing it you know with the gloves off you know there's there's all the violence that you could wish for you know blood and all you know stuff that's really more for adults whereas you know like in a lot of the other marvel movies you see like they're trying to introduce these like adult themes and stuff but they're doing it in a very you know for lack of a better phrase pg-13 kind of way um but yeah like it's it has it has all the humor the irreverence the you know breaking breaking the fourth wall which which is hilarious and um like they i read that they hit on a really good thing where like most of the time deadpool is in his mask so they could go adr like all the jokes like right up to like the 11th hour before they released it which was great and yeah it was five out of five easy
0: easy wow when so what'd you give it
1: Uh, i think i gave it a four and a half yeah it was really, uh, really good. I look forward to uh, watching it. I, I mean, it was so good. It. I want to spoil it for you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because it was so funny. Like, I can't hold back almost.
0: Yeah, but what? It's not going to be funny with you repeating it. You're not Ryan Reynolds. You're not funny.
1: I I know. Right. Yeah, it's just, I'm just telling you. You're going to do it's nothing but good. ruin it for everybody. The characters are hilarious. Ryan Reynolds is great. There's other characters. I don't think that's spoiling it to say the characters in the movie. Should I not? Uh, um, Colossus I is not a spoiler because he's he was in the trailer and stuff. He's he, in the first one. He, yeah, I know. <laughs> he was good. The X Men um, thing about it. There's there's these, these little jabs about the X Men movies that uh, I don't. I'm not going to spoil it, but he just nails it, man. Like he th- they go to the X Men mansion and he says one line about professor x is it uh patrick stewart or the oh other? yeah he's he's got
3: <laughs> he's got cerebro on his head like this thing is something something and it smells like patrick stewart
1: <laughs> and then he um there's that there's a another villain from the the x-men universe who's just completely hilarious over the top 100 percent funny who's the actor of the uh the guy towards the end... That, who's, the, who's the guy that, that's with that pool? At the uh, end? That actor.
3: Who's that I mean, guy?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't want to give more clarity because it's kind of spoiled.
3: You're not talking about Cable, are you? Yes.
1: Josh, yeah, George Josh Brolin. Brolin. Yeah, Josh Brolin's yeah, very yeah. good. And then I'm not going to spoil it, but I will say make sure you stay tuned for the post-credit scenes because you think the movie's funny... You're gonna lose your shit once you see these post-credit scenes. They leave nothing untouched. I mean, it was really good. I have a confession to make. I didn't stay for the post. Oh scenes. my god! Did you have you seen them? No, no. you're fucked. Oh my god! Oh my god! You've got to go on YouTube or something right. because they are so funny. You've I'll got to. You might die. Um, it was that good? I uh
0: I watched uh the Last Laugh, directed by Pern per- Perlstein. Which is a documentary on Netflix about, uh... What is it about? It's about jokes about the Holocaust. It's about whether it's okay or not to make jokes about the Holocaust. And they interview comedians and, uh, you know, Jewish comedians. And, uh, other Jews and Holocaust survivors. And they discuss what is out of bounds, if anything. And, uh it was pretty good actually it was really interesting and uh I mean it's a little conventional but it was interesting what was interesting about it is that they have a survivor who's you know like in her 90s you know right and they show her all these different jokes on YouTube of like like Ricky Gervais joking about the Holocaust Amy Schumer joking about the Holocaust Louis CK joking about the Holocaust and uh she's just like every time they show a joke she'll just be like that's not funny like what's funny about that and like she, it's interesting cuz they give and then they'll show a comedian defending a joke like that saying, "Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like as long as the joke is funny, you can make a joke about anything." And uh and then it'll like they'll they interviewed Susie Essman from Kirby Enthusiasm, Enthusiasm, she said like, "The the line for me is like child molestation. Like I can't I would never there's nothing funny about child molestation." And then they immediately cut to Louis C.K. making a joke about child molestation. So it's like <laughs> and it's funny. It's like, and it's like they, it's interesting that they, they're like, that's how they do it. Essentially. They're just like showing like where the line is. And they show these comedians crossing the line. And then they have people trying to defend them. And then other people decrying them. And mm. they'll see, you know, like Mel Brooks is, uh, they talk about the producers a lot at the beginning of the movie. Uh, and, um, and then they talk, they talk to the head of uh, the anti-defamation league. And he's like, he hates all of the, like, he like hates all of the, the, any kind of like joke about Hitler or like the Holocaust is totally, you know, in bad in poor taste mm-hmm. to him. But then he loves uh, life is beautiful. And all the community, all the comedians are saying life is beautiful. is like a piece of shit movie. Like it's so <laughs> like they're saying it's, i never seen it, but I know what it's uh, about. And it, it's a movie I've about, it. it's an Italian film about, you've seen it. I haven't. Okay, I, it's I've Italian, heard of it. Yeah. But. Robert Benini plays a father who's trying to hide the, what the Holocaust is from his son. Right. So he's like making jokes about it and trying to like make him think it's a big game. And uh there the comedians are saying like that's more harmful than making jokes than making than making jokes like what we do because it's like, you know, he shields his son from what it is, which seems like it's a good idea, but it's also like, you know, well it's okay if you just ignore stuff, it'll just go away, you know, kinda of thing. And uh and I mean that's a that's a good point, you know, but then the guy from the anti defamation league loves it. He says it's a beautiful film, it's hmm. genius, you know. But uh, anyways, and then they get into some other kind of uh, hot topics like uh, 9-11 and mm. AIDS and things like that. Like, just like different people making jokes about these things and whether or not it's okay. And then they tell some jokes, which are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> which I will not attempt to recreate because, um, you know, well, one, I'm not Jewish. And mm. two, uh, I'm not a comedian, so I would probably butcher them. But, yeah, I, I liked it quite a bit.
3: Did uh, did they talk about the Great Dictator at all?
0: They did. They showed a, okay. a lo- really long clip. They showed that, the famous scene of him with the world bull, bull- Right, and, right. Uh, yeah, and then they – oh, they showed they actually showed a couple of clips. They showed another one with him. Where the one where he's doing the speech as Hitler or as the Hitler facsimile. And he, yeah, yeah. And he's, he's, like, speaking German, but he keeps, he's, like, saying a like wiener schnitzel and, like, yeah. and like all the <laughs> kinds of different, like, German – just random German words. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. pretty funny.
3: Yeah, because I had heard that Chaplin, like, like he made The Great Dictator. And then, like, when the news, like, actually broke about the Holocaust and, like, how how bad it really was, he was like, well, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Well, but, um, but you know 20, I mean, 20 Yeah, but, I mean, you know, it's not – I would say with The Great Dictator, though, like, he's not, like, making fun of, you know, people dying. He's making fun of this one particular person that he thought was – You know ridiculous Yeah And -hmm. apparently they both Hated each other Like Like vehemently Were Anti each other
0: Who You mean Hitler
3: Yeah Hitler apparently Hated Chaplin Sure Everything he stood for I could see that Yeah
0: Um Yeah so I I'd say all in all It's a pretty successful Uh Movie Pretty good movie Cool I liked it Three and a half Winston give us one more
1: Um Okay, the movie I saw before Godfather Three was called War Dogs. It's twenty sixteen movie with uh, Jonah Hill and mm-hmm. uh, Miles Teller. Yeah, it was. I thought it would be funny because the guy who directed it, uh, Todd Phillips, also did The Hangover and One, Two, and Three, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and some other good movies. I Road Trip, yeah, old school. Good, good movies, good times, funny. You know, Sarsky and Hutch. Uh, I've seen that. I think I've seen all of those movies. Um, I actually kind of like his movies, but this movie was not good. I, I don't think he was the right choice to direct this movie. Um, it was like a movie about gun runners in Afghanistan, which has been uh, something I've been interested in on, on like in, on my own intellectual endeavors, but it's it's not really something that's funny I think they try to make it funny and it was not really funny um, and jonah Hill is like a villain in this movie which I thought would be interesting but it was just kind of stupid uh I you know I enjoyed parts of it but overall I thought it was kind of um just not very good I gave it a two and a half so ouch kind of disappointed
0: i liked it a lot i gave it a four i thought it was i actually think it's todd phillips
1: best movie by far
0: i don't i i think it is wow. i think i don't think it's trying to be funny really i mean it's it's a it's a drama i mean i think it's got funny moments in it mm. and jonah hill is kind of funny at some points but i think it's not about jonah hill it's about miles teller more than him so it's more about like it's, it's it reminds me of, like a goodfellas kind of thing it's just like a like story about a man's descent into crime and you know uh I mean, in Goodfellas, no real redemption, but there's a kind of a redemptive element to this. So, I I thought it was good. I thought it looked really good too. I I thought it was shot really well, and I like Bradley Cooper in it.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess we just don't agree on this. Yeah. Well,
0: you (laughs) suck. I'm awesome. That's the difference. I'm just kidding. No, but yeah, I just uh, I know a lot of people didn't like it, but uh, I just I don't know. I thought it was fun. It's good enough. Good enough for me.
1: It was okay. You know, it was right on the border.
0: I don't. I'm not. I hate the Hangover and I didn't see part three part two was an abomination I and loved part it. one yeah, was, was so part cool. one is like the least funny trying to be funny movie I think I've ever seen wow but uh yeah and I like I like old school and I thought I liked road trip but I rewatched it recently and it's terrible <laughs> um I love road trip man it's great it's just really dated it's like it's super like late it's made in I think like 2002 but it feels like it's made in 1997 like it's yeah, it's bad. It is pretty dated. But They're still- trying to get across country to recover a VHS tape. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. It's like it's pretty brutal, right?
4: Like,
0: <laughs> but I, you know, whatever. I don't like American Pie either. So I mean, I'm, I don't I'm like not a stiffler head. So I don't like. Uh, Sean Patrick Flannery and most of the stuff Not Sean Patrick, but what's, that, what's his name? Sean pa- Neil Patrick Harris? No.
3: Sean William Scott Sean William yeah. Scott. <laughs> Scott. That's his name yeah,
0: yeah Dude Where's My Car. Dude. I like Sean William Scott in one movie and one movie only and that Rundown. movie And that movie is... Oh, with The Rock? And that movie is... Southland Tales And that movie is <laughs> Dude Where's My Car I can't fucking remember the name of the movie now. <laughs> Role Models Role Models is oh, funny. Right. Oh, that's a great movie. That's a funny
3: movie But that's it Okay. Uh, Kevin. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Last one here. I rewatched Moonlight. Haven't seen it since the theater. Um,
0: Dancing in the moonlight. Everybody. Do you think they they missed out not having that song in the soundtrack? Totally. Yeah.
3: Totally. Um, yeah. Like um, I, this is definitely deserving of the Oscar that it won. I think this kind of movie, like, you know, I think you can definitely argue whether you think it's a good movie or not, but I would definitely argue it's the most, certainly the most important movie that was made in 2016. One of the most important movies that's been made in a long, long time. I think it's super important for this kind of thing to be seen in this kind of way, like presenting it more
0: important than Zootopia with the racial message of Zootopia. Uh, well, I, I was actually kidding, and then I started thinking about how Zootopia <laughs> actually does have like a racial message. Yeah, and...
3: apparently it does, and uh, and a, and apparently it yeah. has and it has Breaking Bad jokes too.
0: I don't know. I I haven't seen it. I saw okay. part of it when I showed my kids.
3: It looks, right, right. It looks really nice. It's a great yeah. movie, actually. I'm um, sorry.
0: Continue about Moonlight.
3: Yeah, but um, yeah this this is a really important movie. The fact that we're seeing like this kind of thing presented in a more Artistic way as opposed to, you know, typically this kind of story is, you know, this is what life on the streets is like, Mm -hmm. you know, crime. They'll never get out of it. Right. No, it's like boys in the hood. Well, menace to society. Yeah. yeah.
0: Sorry. What?
3: Uh, (laughs) I got derailed. Okay. Sorry. Um, But yeah, like you know um and you know it's not like obviously it's about you know sexuality and stuff but i think more than that it's like trying to figure out who you are as a person and like that is such a fundamental thing that you know kids need to see and they need to know that it's okay to go through these personal journeys and you know Know that they can get out of you know whatever it is they think they're saddled with, and like, absolutely yeah and the the performances are really great um yeah, it's solid direction it's just a really really solid movie, five out of five fine film, yes
0: well uh that's gonna do it for our what we watch section let's uh move on. To our deep dive, this is Winston's Pick, 2012 movie called Found, directed by the one and only Scott Shermer. I wish I was a little bit Shermer. Uh, Greatest <laughs>
1: director ever.
0: Okay, uh, would you like to uh, give us a brief, syn- brief synopsis of this uh, picture?
1: Sure. Scott Shermer's Found is produced by... Forbidden film. Okay, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> S- Scott Shermer, uh, his debut feature film, or at least the main one that got him uh, noticed, is called Found. It's about a young boy named Marty. Um, I believe he's in uh, seventh grade. And I'm not sure how old he is, but I guess he would be about 12, 12 13. So. So about you teach seventh graders. You should probably know how old they are. I do. Yeah, it's it's kind of shocking the things that he goes through. It's a coming of age story, just like The Godfather Three, in which it's it's the coming of age story of a killer. It's basically boyhood with serial killers, and in this movie, Marty is. very much, I don't know if Obsessed is too strong or he loves horror movies. He's very much into horror movies and uh, graphic novels and comic books, artwork, things like that. And in this movie, he is watching these horror movies and he realizes when he's going through his brother's movie collection and his things in his room that his brother is a serial killer. And um, From there, he kind of his life, he says, there's a famous quote in the movie My life is like a horror movie. His life becomes a horror movie. And, um, the, uh, the thing is that it's a horror movie because his brother's a serial killer. The horror is very much in the family. Um, everything in his life turns into a problem. And, uh, he doesn't get along well with kids at school. He doesn't get along well with his family. There's even, um, issues with society that his brother gets him into uh, that, that really just haunt him. And um, I am just a, a big fan of this movie because of, of that story. Uh, and also, it's probably worth mentioning that in the movie, Headless uh, is a film within a film. It's one of the horror movies that Marty is watching when he realizes that his brother has uh taken a extreme liking to this film. Headless, as we mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, is its own film. It was a spin off of Found and um it was the the choice, you know, the MO for Steve, Marty's brother, to act like the headless killer, cut off people's heads, eat their eyeballs, and uh, you know, violate their their dead bodies
0: skull fuck them
1: yes Right. Oh,
0: God. literally
1: <laughs> correct yeah right uh
0: so just right off the bat uh the word brief means short i'm, I'm or, sorry <laughs> okay i'm just kidding uh um but no i'm just kidding uh now the skull speaking of the skull fucking okay uh is your love for this film somewhat derived from your love for Gunnery Sergeant Hartman and his line about wanting to gouge out Pyle's eyes and skull fun.
1: You know, I have thought about that often. I wonder if this film is influenced by that. I, you know, I really do think it is. Um, and the answer is yes. <laughs>
0: okay. Making sure. Uh, so, uh, this was my second time watching this movie, uh, but I believe it was Kevin's yes. inaugural watch. So. Yes. Kevin, what did you think of Found? And you feel free to be as honest as you want. <laughs> this is the moment we have
3: all been waiting for. I really didn't like it. Oh, uh, God. I'm I'm sorry. You know, it's your first time on the podcast, and just I I can't, man. Just he I, did this uh, to himself. He picked this movie. He that's knew, true. He knew that's what true. he was going to do. I mean, like, so so I was I was watching it on my laptop, and I had to watch it with headphones uh, just because of all the ambient noise here in my apartment. The sound in this movie Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. so off in some way, in certain scenes, like it's really, really bad. Especially when they're in the movie theater and the father's offering him the popcorn, and it's just so out of sync. It's really,
1: really distracting. Are you saying that the sound doesn't match up with the video, or the sound quality was off?
0: The sound quality. Well, say the sound I'd quality was both. off. Also, It yeah, sounded like both. shit. Okay,
3: um, and the the whole the whole time when they're watching headless, for me, it just went on way too long, and uh,
1: that's fair.
3: Yeah, I mean, and the whole the whole thing, <laughs> the uh, the the scene at the church when he bashes the kid's face into the tree. Like they're act, they're acting like you know, all of all of a sudden, this kid is now the elephant man because of what Marty did to him. Like, he's got like some redness around his eye, and like that's it. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like, there's no.
0: <laughs> it's pretty good.
3: Yeah, everybody. Yeah, all the overacting and just. uh...
1: What'd you think of Steve?
3: Oh, uh, the brother. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was pretty bad too. I I, bad I really I, bad, bad acting, the, the, just poorly written. And like, uh, like the whole, like all the racist stuff in the movie. It's like, where it, where is this coming from? I, yeah. I didn't, I,
0: I'll say the, I'll say the one thing that, uh, struck me this time. And I mean, I'll, you know, obviously I gave this a one the first time I saw it and uh spoiler alert, it dropped. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The the thing that I noticed this time, and probably because of Jr. pointing it out in his review, yeah, I don't the racism. I don't understand it's in the movie at all. Like what like what is the point of the father being racist and then the brother also being racist? Like I just don't get it. Like what like
1: no, that's that's a fair. Do you need to be racist criticism. to
0: be a serial killer?
1: No. Like it, <laughs> it's um not that that changes it for the movie, but it's based on Todd Rigney's novel. Right. Um, and I think that, I'm, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I think that he had some creative control over this one, and I know for a fact that he it's up to him uh, whether or not they make a sequel to Found, so I think he had some kind of pull, pull in, into that uh, aspect of the movie. It did seem somewhat out of place, but again, I th- he is a serial killer, and for be a serial killer, you have to have uh, at least some kind of habitual murder of some either i mean don't most serial killers kill a certain kind of person i yeah i
0: guess i don't know okay. probably
1: so steve is a killer of you know african-american women sure and that's 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 what he is except
0: for when he's killing other people who aren't
1: African well, he only kills women. one other person who is african-american
0: he does he doesn't kill his parents
1: oh uh, well yeah that's true all
0: right and, they, and I believe at the beginning of the film, Marty says that he found a head of a white man in the bag at one point.
1: No, I don't think so. He does say that. No, he doesn't. He
0: says it's always a black woman, except for one time there was a head of a white man.
1: Oh, does he say yeah, that? Yeah, he does. Okay. Did you watch this movie? I've seen it. <laughs> I've
0: seen it three times. Okay. Well, I full disclosure, uh, I watched this on One and a Half Speed uh just to get through it quicker because it's a real chore and uh i also fast forwarded still through parts of it that were just really long and nonsensical so just like any scenes where they were just like showing stuff and there was like nothing to do with the story i just completely fast forwarded to an example of when they would ever do that oh just like random montages of bullshit like him going and like looking at uh his mother's letters uh him going like the playboy uh, mags yeah the playboy yeah. magazine like who cares like this means nothing has nothing to do with anything uh it's something it feels like scott Shermer in adapting this film he wrote it right he did okay and adapting this film well, from uh, the, the book,
1: screenplay was written both by him and Todd
0: okay well it feels that way it feels like they like felt like the book was precious in some way which i'm sure it is not and that they needed to include everything that's in the book. So there's a scene with him and his mother's letters. So we have to show that scene in the movie, even though it means absolutely nothing to his character. It means nothing for his mother's character. It's got nothing to do with anything. It's just something that has to be in there because it's in the book. Uh, and it's a big waste of fucking time. And this movie is, what, like an hour and 40 minutes?
1: Uh, Something like that. This movie
0: yeah. could be 35 minutes long.
1: Well, like... <laughs> they, I will say they cut a lot from the book. Um, the book went into more depth of the racism and the, um, Mm. other things that I'm glad they cut. Uh, if you watch the special features, it'll talk about that a little bit, I think. Um, but as you're right as to what they chose to cut and what they chose to leave, it is a little bit odd.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Just right off the bat, like who owns a bowling ball? I do. Okay, you're a fucking loser. Like there was who, a gift. Who, I just I Who owns like seriously, it's 2012 in this movie? Who owns a bowling ball you and goes bowling the with us? their Well, he doesn't ball. own a bowling ball. Who, he
3: has the bowling ball
0: bag. I know, it's just ridiculous. He, but no. He probably could have got He it. does have a bowling ball because his brother said I need to borrow his bowling ball.
3: Oh. And that's why right, he didn't right, found right, the right, bag. Right, right. It's
0: just like <clears throat> you need to borrow his bowling ball. Like they have a million bowling balls at the alley. Like why would you bring your own ball? Like what are you a pro? <laughs> it's like fucking <laughs> right. stupid. I'm sorry. That's just, like, really no, cheesy true, true. and lame. Uh, I feel like everybody in this movie is a completely cliched version of a character. So, like, the bully is a very cliched bully. Just, like, mean to Marty for no fucking reason. Like, there's no reason that he should be mean to him. Me. He's just a bully. That's just, well, I'm a bully,
3: so I have to bully somebody, right? <laughs> I was going to ask I was gonna, both of y'all, actually, about that, like, as teachers, like, does this this feels like some kind of like eighties like you know teen movie bullying yeah. that like I don't feel like that like I just can't see how that kid would care enough to want to bully Marty. Right now, okay. like if Marty was you know like he's drawing comics like wow that makes him weird, <laughs> which in twenty twelve I can't I can't see that. So like I I just don't under like and this. Not just in this movie, like it goes on in a lot of movies mm-hmm. these days. Still, like I just like this just seems so far removed from a reality. Like I just don't think that this kind of bullying actually exists. Yeah, I agree.
0: I I think I mean obviously bullying's a problem, and Winston can speak to this as well. Uh, yeah. That you know we we see bullying a lot uh, right. being teachers, but I agree it's not. It's I I would say it's almost never this one sided like this this whole like like Marty is so fucking meek in this movie I mean it like the, he said like he calls the kid a fag and that's like his big like and which which is like <laughs> what they're bullying him about like they're trying to see his penis I mean, it's just so bizarre it's just like they're trying like, to
3: see his penis and they're calling him a fag right it's just, no, it's, just it's just such a
0: strange uh, idea for like let's have this kid bully him and and they'll try to see his dick like what like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah and like and they the one kid will hold him and the other kid will hit him in the stomach it's like it's like from a 1930s movie or something yeah, like yeah. nobody does this like this doesn't happen and then his whole uh the bully is so terrible like he's the worst actor i've ever seen and it, like his whole like when he does the flipping off thing he's like and he wasn't. <laughs> 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 i'll give it that at least it was humorous it was right. really stupid uh yeah, just really goofy. And, like, the teacher is a cliché of, like, this hard-ass teacher. Mm. Uh,
1: She's probably the most cliché character in the movie. She's, like, so old and just out of place.
0: I would say uh, the brother Steve is a cliché of a serial killer. I mean, very mm. much so. Like, it, and, and this he's goes... very this, off
1: the deep end, man. He's he's not... Unlike
0: okay. other serial killers who are completely sane. I mean,
1: <laughs> no, that's you're, that's true, but I don't know. Man. I
0: mean, it just feels like... And I can, and getting into this with like his his new film The Bad Man, which I will never watch. But uh, just like the fact that he's got like it's a movie about a killer clown. Like he's
1: not a clown; he's just a stalker. He's in
0: clown makeup. He is in clown makeup. Okay, he's a clown. So uh, <laughs> it's a movie about a guy who dresses like a John Wayne Gacy clown and kills people, like. It just feels like so ninth grade, like what John said about a student film. It feels like a like a ninth grade student film. Like it feels like something that you would think is cool when you're a freshman in high school, when you're just getting into movies and you saw found and you're like, oh, my God, dude, it's so fucking intense, man. It's so intense. Like he fucking kills them and like fucks their skulls. Oh, dude. It's like it's just not crazy or weird at all. It's just stupid. No, it's great. (laughs) And like I read your review from from before, like this disturbs you. You're disturbed by this movie.
1: Yeah, I was. What?
0: By what?
1: Uh, you cannot tell me that you were not disturbed by this movie, not especially even a little me, bit. You told me you fast forwarded through it.
0: I fast forwarded through it because it was fucking boring.
1: You didn't find the the gratuitous violence and and just
0: okay. One blood and one gorilla. there hardly is any gratuitous violence in this movie. Two no, I didn't find the little bit that's there disturbing at all. I and and it's, it's all the violence that's in this movie, almost all of it, is in the movie within the movie, Headless, right? Okay, and yeah. in Headless, which is supposed to be from 1978, but somehow was shot on an iPhone. I don't know how they how they accomplished that. Uh, it's not
1: shot on an iPhone.
0: It looks like dog shit. Like it, it also
3: apparently has the same soundtrack as the rest of the movie. Right.
0: <laughs> this movie looks horrible. Like it's shot on DSLR, right? Yeah. Yeah, it looks terrible. Like, it looks worse than other things I've seen shot on DSLR. But then, somehow...
1: Are you talking about headless or found? No,
0: found. Okay. But then, somehow, headless, which is, I'm sure, shot on the exact same camera, looks even worse. I don't know how they accomplished that. No.
1: Okay. Well, first, you haven't seen headless. you seen, no, seen the No, the small movie
0: within the movie headless of this movie, when they show it, which they do show a lot of it, looks awful.
1: It's grainy and... and no, it's, it's not. Looks...
0: it's not grainy. It's not grainy. If it were grainy, it would look filmic. It doesn't look filmic at all. It looks very, very digital. Okay. And it's supposed to be from the '70s, which makes no sense. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Now that being said, Headless is violent, yep. but it's fucking ridiculous. Like it's it's like a it's like Tarantino with like a low taste level. It's like let's just make something so over the top violent. That will get
3: talked about because of how violent it is. Did you guys ever see Hobo with a Shotgun?
0: No, I imagine
3: it's like that. Yeah, like there's like, so they, these gangsters have this like um, this modified manhole cover that they can put around someone's neck, and so they drop them through the manhole and decapitate people with their cars that way. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's like, like that. It's like Goofy, oh. like
0: that. Except Hobo with a Shotgun knows that it's Goofy. Found thinks that it's a serious ne- I film. I wouldn't
3: necessarily say that because Hobo with a Shotgun is fucking awful too. Yeah, but that doesn't—it <laughs> uh, doesn't matter if it's if it's right, awful. Right, I'm right, saying right. It, said, yeah, it knows know it's a B saying. movie ripoff, right? I mean, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It's, it's made from it was a, a
0: grindhouse. Exactly, yeah. it was a grindhouse. Grindhouse trailer originally, yeah. so it knows it's trying to be like this goofy ripoff of a of a, a a bygone cinema era. But Found, it reminds me of Jr. When we were talking about the mirror, and we were saying I said that the mirror was pretentious, and he said it's not pretentious because. Uh, Tarkovsky knows what he's doing and he's trying to Mm. accomplish something and whether you think that's accomplished or not is different but he's not pretentious found is pretentious because because Scott Shermer Scott Shermer does not know what he's doing he does not know what he's doing uh, and he's trying to and he does not know what he's trying to accomplish and except for that he's trying to make a movie that is shocking and it's not shocking at all to me and I think that Kevin would agree. Is this movie shocking to you, Kevin, except for how bad it is? I mean, is it is shockingly well, that,
3: but yeah, I, I couldn't say that the violence was anything worse than what I've seen previously. Uh,
1: that's fair. But I mean, to your standard a- everyday average Joe, I mean, you don't think that headless, I mean, works- if I show, if oh, I show, maybe? if
0: I show the scenes from headless to my mom, yeah, she'd probably be like, this is gross. I don't want to watch this. I don't know if it would disturb her for any amount of time. Okay. But, like, to someone who has watched a movie before, I've, I just feel like if you've seen a movie, like, this is so far below every movie that is made because it's, like, just production value. Like, it just – like, you can see that, right? Like, how shoddy this movie is? Yeah. Like, it's really shoddy. And right. I mean, okay, it's – yeah, and it's made in, like, a micro budget, right? It was, like, six grand or something Four like that? Four grand. Four yeah. grand, Okay. That's their problem, to me. Scott Shermer's problem is that he's trying to make a ninety-minute movie, a hundred-minute movie on four thousand dollars. He needs to throttle it back a little bit. If he wants to make a great, like a a good little short film, four grand would be plenty. You're not going to make a a a one hundred-minute movie. When you make a one hundred-minute movie for four thousand dollars, this is what you get. This is what it looks like. It looks terrible. It sounds terrible. The acting's terrible. The story's shit. Like everything sucks about it. And I'm not saying, like, it's okay if you liked it. I'm not, like, trying right. to down you as a person, right? Right, right. But, like, I feel like it's – the proof is in the pudding. Like, if it were good, he'd be somewhere. But you're saying he's quitting and doing construction work or some shit? Like, I mean – No, no, no. <laughs> he he's, he's stopped filmmaking because he can't get his movies financed because, I mean, Kickstarter's not going to give him a million and a half dollars to make a movie right. So – they're going to give him four or $5,000, $10,000 to make a movie like this. Where, you know, he doesn't want to invest in getting good equipment. He doesn't want to take the time to make a good movie. He wants to make, like, tr- really, really trashy, bottom barrel, uh, low shelf, low hanging fruit. Like, Rob Zombie, if he had no budget, would make a movie like this.
1: Rob Zombie's movies actually look worse, in my opinion.
0: Well, Rob Zombie's movies are shot on, I mean, well... The Devil's Rejects is shot on film so I mean like at least he's shooting on film I'm not I'm not gonna defend Rob Zombie he's horrible too his movies suck but like
1: like at least
0: his movies are shot they're shot well they're shot on good cameras they they're professionally made they're professionally made I think that's the big difference here Rob Zombie professional Scott Shermer fucking amateur like that's not even fair amateur. amateur just not not fucking just amateur he's an amateur and it's like it just smacks of amateurism when you watch this movie, it just feels like something that I would have watched at a at you know the outhouse film festival at LSU in 2005. That some kid made, you know, who was 18, and made it with his buddies in his backyard. It looks like that, right?
3: It was actually called the outhouse.
0: Yeah, outhouse film festival. You get little silver and gold outhouses for your. Uh, the awards. I had a couple of films in there. Is this there. like a
3: Razzies thing?
0: <laughs> no, it was a real. It was like a legit little film festival. It was only for like you know. Stu- it was really for anybody. I mean, okay. I, okay. I, I, I submitted a couple of films that were terrible too, very amateurish, as bad as this, probably worse than this actually, but not horror stuff. More pretentious because I was trying to make dramatic films. You see.
4: Yeah.
0: This would be, I'd be less offended by this movie if it were like Headless, if it were just a movie about – if it were torture porn, just like a slasher movie. But because it's like trying to be a coming-of-age story, it's like trying to get at some kind of character moments with these people and just failing miserably because who gives a shit? That's That's my biggest problem with it. That's not even true. My biggest problem is how it looks and sounds, but uh, uh, beyond that, like
1: story-wise, that's my biggest problem with it. So you think that it, would, that this movie was pretentious?
0: I yeah, I think Scott Shermer is a pretentious filmmaker. Really? Yeah. If he weren't, he'd be doing Headless. He'd be doing movies like that. He'd be doing like trash like. Slasher films But he's not It's it's like
1: Plankface was, was a slasher
0: Well I didn't see Plankface I mean it's to be fair This is the only Scott Sherman movie I've seen Same here This movie is very pretentious And it's like For me It's it, like when I was talking about Those other filmmakers earlier Like the guys who did uh Fucking um, What's the one with the people With the crossbows Shooting into the house <laughs> Fuck you're next oh. Right you're next okay So a movie like You're Next is not pretentious to me because it's just a very straightforward slasher movie. It's a movie about people in a house being stalked by killers, you know? And it's just that's what it is. Just like, you know, Halloween is not pretentious. It's just a movie about a guy killing people, right? Not Headless. Halloween 3. I, I'm not talking about Halloween okay. 3, okay? <laughs> Headless seems like that too. It's just a movie about a guy going around killing people. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Well, you, then you judge it based on its merits. Is it scary? Is it well-made is whatever, you know, but this movie is not asking you to judge it on that because it's not really a horror movie. Like this movie is not, I don't think it's trying to be scary really at all. I mean, maybe at the end it's trying to be disturbing, but it's not scary there. Like it's, it's about us, a, a brother of a serial killer who finds out his brother's a serial killer and then tries to deal with that. And then his brother goes in cra- crazy and kills the family. I mean, that's, that's what the movie is. And it's just like, it's, dramatic it's trying to be a drama like there's barely any humor in the movie there's nothing scary in the movie it's just all it's like a story it's like you said it's a coming of, it's like it's like stand by me but I, with a I horribly graphic ending.
1: i disagree <laughs> that there's nothing scary in the movie because when he finds a brother's head decapitated in, in his closet there's moments where you think you know steve gonna snap on marty there's a scene when Marty's under Steve's bed and he's hiding and he's just trying to like not be noticed that are suspenseful. Yeah.
0: I, I, I agree. There are moments where they try to create suspense. I'm not saying that there are no movies uh, moments that are trying to be suspenseful. I'm arguing this is not a horror movie. This movie is not trying to be horrific. It's not trying to horrify you. It's trying to gross you out and it's trying to disturb you really, really hard and failing. But it's not trying to hor- – it's not like it's f- a Freddy Krueger movie. It's not a slasher film, right? Right. Okay, it's not a uh, – it's not The Exorcist. There's nothing supernatural about it, right? Okay. It's just a movie about a serial killer. But it's not about the serial killer. It's about the serial killer's little brother, which, you know, sounds like it could be interesting. But it's just not – even if it was trying to be – if it's trying to be scary, it's just not scary at all. And I mean, granted, I fast forward through the, uh, the part where he found him in his room. I saw it, but it was like super flat fast motion because I was just, I was just. I'm sorry, I was just bored out of my fucking mind. I had to get through this thing. <laughs> I, I considered not even watching it, but uh, you know, wow. <laughs> it's it was it's such a chore. <laughs> I watched the first scene in regular motion, and I was like, yeah, I can't do this.
1: <laughs> what did you think about the first scene?
0: I think the first scene is probably the best scene out of the whole movie because it doesn't have any dialogue so like his voiceover sounds okay you know because it's not hard to record we're recording voiceover right now essentially right, bro. Right. It sounds good and uh I think it actually looks probably the best out of the whole movie I think anything they shoot in his brother's room looks really okay I think it's just the lighting in there just lent itself to DSLR and the lighting in the rest of the movie it's like they didn't give a fuck or something I don't know it feels like they didn't have lights and they just shot in whatever room with whatever light they had and that room just happened to be good <laughs> But um yeah, it's 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 okay. It's not good. It's the best scene in the movie though.
1: You really don't like the story, Kevin? What do you think? I I thought it was I thought it was bad. You thought the story was I thought yeah,
3: the the whole like I mean the uh, yeah, like we were talking about before like with the racism, you know, like the the brothers, you know, he's trying he's trying to be like everything that his dad's not. But then, like it's just like Dad says, right? Yeah, that's that makes no sense. Yeah, that and like uh, I don't I don't know if you guys noticed this, but like that the night when the uh, when the when the electricity goes off. There's still somehow quite a lot of oh, light yeah. in both in both rooms. The lights
0: are on. You can when the electricity goes out, like the clock goes out, and then the next shot, you could see a string of lights on his, on his window that's still on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, those those are, those are still that's on. Lazy, and come yeah, on, like yeah, yeah. The whole thing with like the bullying, and then him trying to then Marty trying to become the bully too, and his parents just being awful, and ah, uh, I just and like. They meet. They they meet at the junkyard, and then there and there's this like curio shop of weirdness that's that's in there. That like yeah, what's somehow, that about? Somehow is just oh open. At, the, at the guy's trailer.
0: There's like nothing is explained. It's just like yeah, yeah they just they just go to this weird place with all this weird shit, and it's like. How do they know about this place? Like, what, what? Why is this happening? Why did he? Why does he burn all of his drawings? It's just like this random scene. It's just like this is his catharsis. Oh, no. He's burning his. Yeah. It's like what for? He's like, he's
1: burning his drawings because he's officially renounced horror and everything that it represents. Why? It, because his brother's horror collection turns him into a serial killer is potentially what Marty is thinking. That's why. I mean, that's how I took it.
0: Marty doesn't seem to have any problem with the fact that his brother's a serial killer. That's and, not true. Doesn't he take the head of the bully out of the bag and, like, use it to scare his friend?
1: He seems really disturbed at that point. No, but he says, this is not the Steve that I like. Everything I like about Steve is gone, you know?
3: See, that's where I think this movie really could have gone in a much better direction. Like, Like, showing, like, how Marty is sad about losing his brother to all this stuff. As opposed to just piling on, like... You know, horror after horror after horror and, like, you know, suspenseful moment. Like, you really get none of the fact that this kid is losing his older brother. And, yeah, like, it's just... Yeah, I think it's just trying to do too many things at once and just doesn't... You know, it's half-assing so many things that it can't pull off even one, really. Um... Yeah, like I, I just like the the parents. Like I can't like they're they're both terrible. And like that point where they're like, uh, like the dad is yelling at uh, Steve because of the oil puddle in the in the driveway. Yeah, and like they and Marty and the mom are in the kitchen, it's like making faces. Make, <laughs> yeah, it's like I actually isn't really it, like, like that scene. I just like. <sighs> It's like see like I you know I'm I'm not gonna get, you know, on too much of a soapbox about this, but like uh like one of Stephen King's like biggest problems with the Stanley Kubrick's The Shining was the fact that like you don't see how the family is falling apart in the movie. Right. It's more it's more about, you know, there's this haunted house and bad things are happening, but like you don't get the sense that like a family is falling apart. The people who are supposed to be loving each other the absolute most, you know, two parents and their son, that whole thing is just falling apart piece by piece by piece. And I think it's the same thing with this movie. Like, you know, if it was more about Marty losing his brother, losing his parents, you know, like if one of, like if one of the parents was like an alcoholic or like actually like, legitimately abusive you, that's a good something. point you don't
0: you don't really ever like get a reason why the father is the way he is like the father's just angry right, like again yeah. cliche he's just a cliche angry father who it happens to be racist in one scene
3: <laughs> yeah and like and with steve like he's kind of like the you know the quintessential you know late teens like i know everything and i'm gonna do things my own way etc etc and he just kind of happens to be a serial killer, too. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, and Marty, the typical uh, meek,
0: quiet, artistic kid, you know? Yeah. The younger brother. The uh, looks up to his older brother. <laughs>
3: it's just, yeah. I, I just it's If a- Marty had tried to kill somebody, like, you know, like if we could see, like, Marty, like, more falling apart because yeah. of what's happening, like... Right. As opposed...
1: <laughs> His whole face is torn off. They're probably going to sell
0: us. He's deformed. Yeah, and the, all the religious stuff. I, just, I don't know. It, it just feels like they were like, they're like, well, let's have a scene now that's all about the religious aspect. So we'll have him go to church. And right. then we'll have him beat up a kid at church. And then he'll have to talk to the pastor. Yeah. And of, and of course, course the pastor is black. Right. <laughs> it, it's just like, I don't know, man. Uh, this is brutal.
3: This is
0: great. Yeah. So,
3: uh. Again, sorry. You know, it's your first time on the oh, podcast. Right. I mean, I'm
0: sorry that it's your first time, but you you knew that I didn't like. This I'm sorry
1: TV. that you guys just don't appreciate a great movies. Okay, uh,
0: no, just kidding. I liked it. <laughs> and then at the end, is it is it's inferred that he that uh, the brother rapes his own mother? Right. I think that does yes. Okay, that is mean, okay.
1: actually I mean, shown
0: again. Trying to be trying to it be was shocking. Shown? where? No, no, it's not shown.
1: Uh, well, I mean, it's not, he not shown any... his pants and you know. But it's not oh, shown well. on screen, but it's... Was oh, that, that the ridiculous the prosthetic cock you were talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember you it's talking... It's like a and foot
0: and a half long. It's like nobody's dick <laughs> it's is like, this long. It's, it's not prosthetic. It is prosthetic. No, it's not. It is. I'm just kidding.
3: You can read about it on the IMDb trivia. <laughs> okay. It's like someone was like, Hey, man, I just saw this movie, Solo. That's what we need for this scene. Right.
0: <laughs> um, I will say the... Uh, I had a the the one positive that I had last time was that the animation in the opening credits is kind of interesting. I like the animation. I I, I kind of hate it now. Uh, <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way now. Just it doesn't really look that great, and I don't understand it. Like it's it's the superheroes from his graphic novels, which also like mean nothing to anything in the plot. It's just like something he does with his friend, and like I, I mean I don't I just he doesn't... loses
1: his friend. I mean that's I
0: know why. Like he, it's like he bullies his own friend away from
3: him for no fucking reason. Because well, also, apparently, he's, he's, his friend like doesn't like him that much either. Right. Like people bully you, and like they bully me because of you. And yeah,
0: yeah, it's brutal. Um, it's great. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm out of out of stuff to talk about with this. Yeah, same here. Uh, do you have anything to add, Winston?
1: Yes, I do. Um, keep a lookout for the bad man. Badman is coming out this fall uh hopefully in october it's uh produced in affiliation with Bandit Motion Pictures. Scott Shermer' is the director, Samuel Venisi is the producer, and me I'm on the special thanks uh I'm really excited about this film, so if you guys are out there because you enjoy Shermer films, be on the lookout.
0: all right ratings uh Winston would you give this out of five? I gave it a four. Four, Kevin,
1: zero. Okay,
0: zero. I I'm also giving this a zero, and I have to say that I've thought about this a lot, and I wrote this in my review. I'm no hyperbole intended. I'm pretty sure this is the worst movie I've ever seen, and I hope I never have to watch it again.
1: That is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, we Wait, you uh, gave it
1: a zero. Yeah,
0: it's completely worthless. Like, there's no redeeming quality to this movie whatsoever. wow you guys both gave it zeros yeah sorry jr gave it a one if that helps what did uh what did i don't know did he say his rating for you walked out jonathan no he didn't i don't know he'll i'm sure he'll rate it on uh letterboxd right yeah
3: we'll see it we'll get back
0: on that next time uh next time on the next episode uh our friend well my friend park will be on the show and we'll be discussing his pick a movie from last year called the Florida project, uh, which he is, I don't think it's wrong to say obsessed with. He loves this movie. He loves the actors. Uh, he follows them on Instagram. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a bit of a, 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 disturbing compulsion with him, but, uh, you know, I'll be confronting him about that. And, uh, we'll be talking about the Florida project next time on the show. We want to thank Winston a lot for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And, uh, you know, next time you come on, just uh, maybe you know, don't suggest a Scott Sherman movie.
1: We're gonna next time we're gonna watch uh, Harvest Lake or Plank Face. Jesus Christ, I'm not sure which one yet.
0: Um. So yeah, if you want to visit our website, our website is at filmiacpodcast. Check
1: out our blog with lots and lots
0: of movie trailers that we post there pretty regularly. Check out the Mandy trailer. It kicks ass.
1: Uh Check out the Batman trailer.
0: Write to us at feedback at filmyacpodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. we love to answer questions. Uh, until next time,
2: thanks for listening. I automatic. I win this, so
1: you hear those horns. You finish a soldier, and I stay under you fighting for some storming on you chumps like I'm thunder and lightning. Ain't no way you breaking me, kid. I'm harder than nails, plus I keep it on lock like I'm part of the jail. i slaughtering stale competition. I got the whole block, wishing they could run with my division, but they gone fishing, with no bait, kid your boy, hold weight, I got my soul straight, I brush your mouth like Colgate, in any weather, I'm never better, your boy so hot, you never catch me in the next man's sweater, if they hate, let them
4: hate, I drop your whole clan, lay your ass down for the three second tag,